Welcome to the Modern Masculinity Podcast, where we delve into the depths of what it means to be a man in today's world, and we explore the real-life challenges and triumphs that you and I face every single day. My name is Hector Santi Esteban, and I come with no answers, only questions for some of the most wise, insightful, and grounded men that I know. So get settled in. You're listening to Modern Masculinity. Hello, and welcome to the Modern Masculinity Podcast. My name is Hector Santi Esteban. And I'm going to be your host, your guide for this next little bit of time. And I'm going to make a commitment to make this first episode as short as possible because this episode, or this show rather, is not about me. This show is about you. And before we get into you, I want to take a moment to talk very quickly about who I am because there are a lot of you who may know me and there are many more who are wondering who the hell I am. And so I'll share with you very quickly that I am a husband, a father of two wonderful kids, a son, a business owner, a friend, and I am here because all of the things that I thought those things were, or all the things that I thought made a great friend, a great father, a great husband, have all been changed. And there's been a few moments in my life that I look back on that this show actually started years ago. And one of the first moments was when we found out we were going to have our first kid and I was outside meditating, and the sun was on my face, and I was probably having tears stream down my face because I'm someone who tends to be more of a crier than others. I don't know. My dad always said there's no crying in baseball, and maybe I'm making up for lost time. But I remember asking whoever was out there, the sun, the universe, Buddha, Jesus, the angel. I mean, I was asking anybody if I was doing the right thing. And if this was the right thing to keep doing, and if I was fit to be a father, a dad, if I was fit to shepherd a human, a person into this world, because up to that point, I was 25 years old and I had not even felt like I had figured my own shit out. I felt like I was still so screwed. Everything was so screwed up. Sure, I had made lots of money and had some quote unquote business success or had the wonderful, beautiful wife. And on the outside, things may look like I had put it all together. But in the inside, I was still nervous as hell and scared. And so perhaps I was looking for some reassurance. And something, maybe it was just my own subconscious, kept saying, keep going. Yes, you got this. Most of my life, my self-talk had been really negative. And I'd been really critical of myself and really judgmental. And it was in that moment where I had a little shift and something felt less scary. We had the craziest couple of pregnancies that anyone might have, and we'll maybe share those in depth on a future episode. But I remember there was a moment when I was holding my first son. He was about just over a year old. My wife was in the hospital, maybe six, seven months pregnant with my daughter, and she flatlined. And... Thankfully, modern medicine was able to bring my wife back and she made it. But for the rest of that pregnancy, every night while I was sitting there feeding my son, rocking him to sleep, I was wondering, like, am I going to be doing this now on my own? I was really wrestling with all of the implications of that and everything that comes along with the possibility of that. And thankfully, Everyone's here and healthy and safe and wonderfully brilliant and beautiful kids and wife. But again, in that moment, there was something that I was asking anybody, <laughs> anything. There was 
lots of tears shed and me and my son who was i mentioned one at the time were probably crying equally as much but again something from somewhere you decide you tell me where it came from said to keep going and that everything was going to be okay and so we kept going and everything kept going and I mentioned now they're wonderful and the kids are almost four and almost five. My wife has this amazing career now after a rather bumpy journey. She's crushing it. And again, there was this moment where she's leaving on a work trip. The kids are screaming at each other and they're bickering and fighting and hitting each other. And again, I have this similar breakdown where I'm you know, reaching out and asking for help. I found myself doing that more and more. And instead of just asking whoever, the universe or God or the angels, Buddha, Muhammad, I realized that there was actually people around that I was neglecting their help, their wisdom, their insights. And that if I had just been willing to ask for help, so much of my challenges so much of my strife, my worry, my anxiety, my suffering could have been mitigated or could have been changed or I may have been able to move through those things a little faster had I been willing to ask for help. And what I'm also realizing after 30 years of life now is that most of the things that I thought made a good man or an ideal man, maybe that wasn't actually the truth. You know, I came up Mexican-American, most of my family's Mexican, and a lot of that culture is very machismo. That says it right there, right? This machismo ideal that is really what I realized programmed into, I say us, but it was programmed into me without even an understanding or a realization that it was there. And I had always kind of pushed back. I thought that I was not this cholo, vato, loco, that was never something that I associated with. So I thought that I was separate from this operating system that seemed to work with it. And everybody's free to make their own choices. But what I realized is that way of thinking, that mode of thinking was not serving me. It was not serving my family. It was not serving my marriage. It wasn't serving me in the way that I thought it was supposed to. Moving towards less about me and more about the show is a big reason why I started this show is that I didn't have the answers. I don't have any of the answers, actually. I only have questions. And so I knew that I had questions, and I knew that there were some people out there who had some of the answers. And I wanted to go out and find them because there is no manual or handbook or whatever you want to call it. There's nothing out there for men to be able to look at and say, here's how we navigate this world. Here's how we do it. Here's the way to do it. Because if we look at our fathers, our grandfathers, if we look at previous generations, those mindsets, those methods, those practices, those outlooks, they don't help. They don't serve today's constantly changing society. And the challenge is that not only has it changed, but how do we account for the fact that it's probably going to continue to change? The fact that it's probably going to continue to evolve at an increasingly rapid pace, the same way that technology and fashion and, and business and, and everything has evolved and iterated at a much quicker rate. 
I can't imagine that being a father, being a husband, being a provider, being a friend, that all of that is going to evolve with it. And so this show is here to begin to at least have those conversations to create the awareness around some of the things that we as men need to be paying attention to. And I don't even like to use that word need. It sounds strong, but the reason that it seemed to have come up is because those things have been taken from us. It feels like we've been hidden from it. We've been closeted from it. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that my dad always says, there's no crying. And he still does it with my son. And I, I don't really say anything because I love my dad and he has his reasons. But we also mentioned to my son afterwards that we let him know that it's okay to cry. That like crying is okay and it's necessary sometimes. Sometimes, right? I mean, there are times when we are perhaps weaponizing it or my daughter, she's a very, um, she's a very good actress and she's going to be able to cry on cue. She's already able to do it. She's able to turn it off and on in a moment. And so I say all that to allow him to know that emotions are okay and emotions outside of anger or frustration, that there is a range of emotions that are okay. Some of the themes here is that not only can we not look back to previous generations for the models, but that there's a new approach that's required, that there's something new. And I think that's inherent in what we're saying, but that some guys don't even know what to do. Me as one of them, I'm sitting there and saying, how do I handle this new role where I'm the one who's responsible for cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids? And yeah, I also have to find a way to provide too. So there's that juggling act that comes along with it. But I'm the main one who's at home with the kids. And there was a time where I was resentful of that fact. I've now come to appreciate that. And it still comes with its challenges. And I still have the times where I'm exhausted and spent. And by no means am I perfect. And I'm far from that. There are more of those times than I would like and care to admit. But I've also began to appreciate that time and also see the opportunity in the switch and see the opportunity in the pivot and the changing and see that we as men, we don't have to spend time with our kids, that we actually get the opportunity to raise our kids and have an impact in their upbringing and not just assign it to some babysitter or some teacher or some television show that we as men, we actually get to have our imprint on future generations, I think is such a fantastic opportunity that men are now given that my dad, his dad, that perhaps there were ways to be able to do that where they could find a way to spend more time at home and they could find a way to be a more present and caring dad. Absolutely. There was nothing stopping them necessarily, but there also wasn't anything encouraging them. And society was probably discouraging that. Affection has been something that for me, I love my dad. But if I'm being honest, I wish he gave me more hugs. I wish he gave me, yeah, you know, I wish he gave me any hugs, right? I could probably count the number of hugs he has extended to me. Now, I used to be upset and I used to be bitter and I used to hold that against him until I realized that his dad probably gave him even less. And his dad might have even, my dad was Oh, I mentioned I love him. He's great. He's a great grandfather to my kids. And he was the coach to all my teams. He was at most of my games. 
he was doing what he thought he could do to be there for me. He was much more present, I would imagine, than my grandfather and generations previous. Because, you know, frankly, they didn't have the time necessarily or the wherewithal, all of that, right? It's just different changing times. And so how do we adjust? And I'm going to start to wrap this up here. But this show is the answer, hopefully, or it's at least beginning to discuss the challenges and the solutions that we're having within our relationships, within our marriage, at home with our kids, in our business. And then the fact that we have to find a way as men to juggle all of that. I think it is absolutely incredible that we are now bestowed with the expectation to be there for our families and that the expectation now is more and more becoming for a father to be present. It's more and more of the norm for a father to be present than not. What's not necessarily being talked about is that there is an additional set of expectations that are being placed upon us without the resources or support to be able to handle those additional responsibilities, obligations, expectations, because it used to be a lot simpler. Men would go out and provide. The women would take care of the home and the family. And it was simple and easier. Well, maybe not easier, maybe not simpler. I don't know. I'm speculating here. But people had their lanes and the lanes were very clear and they were very distinct. And that allowed for some sense of grounding. Now, all of a sudden, all of the roles are mixed. All of the roles are blurred. All the lines are blurred. All the expectations, the roles. And if you're not talking with your partner about this, or you're not aligned, or you know maybe there are some cultural differences, or even some things individually you guys are working through. Well, all of these things create extra challenges that we don't have a framework or a model to be able to look back on. So that's what things that we're going to talk about, relationships and, and health and finances, business, and, and all of those things that we as men are dealing with and going through. And so I'm excited that you're here. I am proud of you. I am humbled by the fact that you would spend this time and invest it into yourself and that you would do it with me. And for that, I love you. And I want to make that a thing here. You know, we as guys, as dudes, that we can say that we love you and that it's not weird. So I, I want you to know that I love you and I appreciate you being here. And I can't wait for this ride. So get buckled up, guys. This is Modern Masculinity. We'll see you on the next one.